Well, man, it's Friday. We, you know, you, you were flying solo last week. I apologize for that. I was uh, conducting a wedding out of town, so I had to take a week off. And uh, and you were you were profiling the uh, upcoming what we now know was a title change uh, for the NWA national title. But we are back this week. Uh, the bearded duo. I don't know. We we haven't branded ourselves yet. Um, we've got the bearded trio and then the quad squad are the fabulous free beards, as we call <laughs> ourselves, uh, with you and me and Gary and Rob. And uh, so, yeah, man, Friday, it's been a, a good long week. How you doing this week, man? You just caught me uh, mid-sip there. Uh, I'm doing great, man. I have been feeling very productive. I feel like we're getting some great content. I feel like the NWA fam is really benefiting from the hard work from the NWA pod and the Bearded Trio over on my side, the Alliance Guys podcast, along as the pre-party. I mean, we're really putting out what I think is some good quality content. Uh, we got you covered when it comes to the NWA. We got you covered when it comes to United Wrestling Network Primetime Live. And uh, that is very satisfying. Yeah, man. And I mean, you know, it, it was not too long ago, about a month ago, where we were kind of sitting here trying to think of things to talk about uh, with this hiatus going on and everything. But things are, I mean, I think it's an understatement to say things are on the upswing right now. We've had three straight uh, NWA title matches on UWN Primetime Live. We've now had a title change on UWN Primetime Live. We've had Thunder Rosa on her destruction tour, uh, taking that Burt belt all around and giving it visibility. And now, this week, there's all kind of rumblings and, and rumors. And if you're part of the NWA mailing list, you're familiar with this. But, you know, it's it's all but a foregone conclusion at this point that power is on its way back. Um, yeah, I baby. think UW, UWN Primetime Live uh, really kind of reignited the NWA fam and uh, it kind of showed them that like, Hey, we need to get power back on. We need some NWA uh, programming, some matches, some stories being told and things like that. So J Cal, what, what was your reaction when you kind of started to see this groundswell of like, Hey, NWA power's coming back. I mean, there's a lot of, of, of uh, comments from both Billy Corgan and Nick Aldis on the matter. Uh, like I said, all but confirming that it's definitely coming back and it's in the works. What, what was your reaction when um, you got wind of all that? Well, I mean, it's a huge sigh of relief, right? I mean, we I kind of went on this uh, a few days ago. Um, the NWA, literally, the, 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 let, me, let me rephrase that. NWA power kicked off one year ago this week. I mean, Gary was there. I was there. We flew down. I flew down there to be in Atlanta, Georgia. I was at the press conference. Uh, we all were blown away about the excitement and the passion that was coming from, coming towards us from the wrestlers, from the production team. We were all super excited. We get to NWA Power in the Georgia Broadcasting Studios, and our minds were blown. We were transported literally in a time machine back to 1984 and the Jim Crockett Promotions, and being in that studio environment. And, brother, I was pumped up. I mean, we're just a few months removed from Raven all but declaring the NWA dead. And here we are. We're, talk, we're talking along about. With other, along with other people. He wasn't the sure. only one that was, uh, was saying that. I mean, he was the one that got the publicity. But, man, you know, and I won't name any names. I'm not trying to bury anybody. But there was a lot of podcasts and publications and things that I was reading where they were kind of sloughing it off. Um, when this hiatus started saying like, ah, the NWA, they're done, you know, and kind of writing us off. And we've been here this whole time saying, no, 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 you know, here we are. 
So I was, yeah, it's, it's, it's very affirming. I was being a Matumbo every time they're throwing that shot that the NWA was dead. I was like, no, no, no. It's quick to block <laughs> that shot. Yeah. Well, hey, man, you mentioned a few things that are a really good segue into our topic today. You talked about Atlanta, Georgia. You talked about Ooh. the uh, 1980s, 1984 studio wrestling, things like that. But today, uh, because it's obviously relevant to what's happened in the past week, we are going to profile and talk a little bit about the NWA National Championship. Now, this is a title that, um, as I mentioned, has its roots in Atlanta, Georgia. And for the first few years of its existence, literally only appeared in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, and so, Jay Cal, you want to you want to give us a little rundown on you know the history of the national title, what it's meant over the years, and and where it stands today. Okay, so I, I believe I might have misunderstood the assignment, uh, Mr. Professor, because I really focused in on the title since the Billy Corgan era. And gotcha. I mean, we could go back and we could talk about. You know, even before Billy Corgan, we could talk about Cahagas being the national champion or Damian Wayne or Chance Prophet or many of the great names that held that belt prior to it being relaunched in the Billy Corgan era. But I, I, I took this as more of an opportunity to speak about the greatness of the national championship since coming to fruition at the NWA 70th anniversary show where they relaunched that title. And, I mean, if you think about it, the NWA, under Billy Corgan, started really, again, it's kind of funny because this is the time of the year. They got into business. I mean, they bought the NWA in early 2017, but they didn't officially take the reins from all the independent promoters who were that made up the alliance before until right around October. In fact, I believe it was October 2nd when uh, they officially declared the national title vacant, the North American title vacant, uh, the World Junior title was sealed. The Women's Championship was sealed. The tag titles were declared vacant. And then, almost a year later at the 70th anniversary show, they crown a new champion. They do two six-man style matches featuring talents like uh, Sam Shaw, who's now in NXT, featuring talents like uh, Ricky Starks, who's a former TV champion, uh, Sam, Sam Gravara, who's in AEW, Colt Cabana, who's in AEW, um, Jay Bradley, uh, Odinson, uh, excuse me, Parlo of Odinson. He was in that uh, matchup as well. And, you know, when Willie Mack won that title, I mean, he defended it not just in the NWA. I mean, he was in House of Hardcore. He was in, um, he defended that title in Ring of Honor, Lakeland, Florida. He wrestled in Canada defending that title in A1 Wrestling. And, I mean, I could break down all the statistics for you, but I will just say this. I mean, the number six seems to be really relevant for this championship because in the last three years, that title has been defended in six different promotions not directly affiliated with the National Wrestling Alliance. There's been six different title changes for that championship, and it's appeared on six different pay-per-views, including the United Wrestling Network Primetime Live. Um, you know, we had Willie Mack win the title, Colt Cabana, James Storm, Cabana for the second reign, uh, uh, Aaron Stevens, the shooter, and, of course, Trevor Murdoch winning that title. And by comparison, right, that title was defended in Georgia six times. Uh, it was defended in California three times, Tennessee twice, and Pennsylvania twice. 
By comparison to the other belts that are in the company, of course, the World's Heavyweight Championship has been defended 57 times since the NWA has been uh, assumed control by Billy Corgan and company. The national title has been defended 20 times. And then by comparison, the Women's Championship 21 times, the TV title 4 times, and the tag titles kind of a disappointingly 6 times. So, I mean, when you talk about the prestige of the National Wrestling Alliance, you talk about that national heavyweight title. I mean, it appeared on Ring of Honor television, appeared in Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, appeared on the short-lived Ring Warriors program, and, of course, uh, six different pay-per-views. I think that's pretty impressive. Absolutely, and you, I think you had mentioned some of those stats to me, and I was kind of blown away because I'm – I like stats, but I hadn't been keeping, you know, as close a watch on the things that you just mentioned in terms of, you know, the the number of title changes and things like that. And so in this Billy Corgan era, it appears that, you know, that national title is is, uh, you know, it's it's a moving title. I mean, it's been around. It's been represented. And, you know, rightfully so. We spend a lot of time focusing on the 10 pounds of gold, the sweet Charlotte and, 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 and well deserved. It's the it's the real world championship. But let's not forget about the national title, what it means, what it's done for the careers of the guys that have held it, uh, what it can potentially do now for Trevor Murdoch. Yeah, I couldn't be happier for uh, yeah. for him. Uh, no shade on Aaron Stevens. You know, I have to kind of tiptoe around that because my esteemed colleague, uh, Dr. <laughs> Rob Stinson, is such a uh, is such an Aaron Stevens mark. But um, you know, it, it's it, it was a great match and it was a, a cool moment. Um, and it just reminded me, you know, that that title and, and it's we've talked a little bit about it. When you and I had the, the debate about the TV title versus the national title uh, early on when we first started this show. Um, but I, I felt like the the title change this past week kind of reignited a couple of things. Number one, what we're talking about today, that national title what it means, the fact that, you know, it's it changes hands and it's defended a lot um, and, it, and it, it is visible. Um, and then also just, you know, a title change at all. And I didn't know, I, I meant to look this up, um, but off the top of my head, you know, what was the last title change at all in NWA? And that would probably be the TV title, right? Once yeah, with Dice, Dice. From Ricky Stark. So, I mean, we haven't seen, and I know we've had, you know, the pandemic and the hiatus and the quarantine and the shutdown, all this stuff. But like, that's the first title change period we've seen as, as NWA fans in months and months, which is not a common thing unless you have a pause like we've had. Um, so it's exciting for that reason. It's just a reminder that, you know, titles, titles change hands. We're back in business uh, things are moving, and the NWA is is making moves. So that was a cool thing for me that came out of Thursday. What what was your reaction and your thought coming out of that match on uh, sorry Tuesday? So glad that you asked. So when you look at Primetime Live, now this is a United Wrestling Network pay-per-view that is in concert with the National Wrestling Alliance. Now this was the first match in all three episodes that have featured an NWA talent versus an NWA talent. Remember, Michael Bennett isn't an NWA talent. Priscilla Kelly isn't an NWA talent. Uh, Watts does not wrestle for the NWA. I mean, maybe that'll change in the future, but he's not an NWA guy. So you saw these NWA matches that are being booked, 
And I mean, it's cool because, yeah, you know what? We want to see these NWA matches. But this is the first time that we saw somebody from power versus somebody from power. The other point that I really liked about this was this was a continuation of a storyline of a feud of an angle that originated in NWA power. And then it was transfixed here in primetime live. And what's really cool about that is, again, there has been no other continuation of feuds. I mean, they haven't even acknowledged the World Tag Team Champions with Eli Drake. They haven't even acknowledged Zicky Dice until recently as a TV champion. But this was something that was straight from power that was supposed to be at the Crockett Cup that we finally got the conclusion to. And I also felt like this was the right time to change a champion. This was the right time for the NWA because, look, let's face it, Nick Aldis, he's on another level right now. And I I, I wouldn't want to interrupt that unless it was an amazing opportunity. And when you talk about Thunder Rosa, you know, she is the NWA at this point. I mean, and this ad, that's not a knock to Nick Aldis, but the most visible NWA champion right now is the one who's defending her belt on AEW every week. Not every week, but you get what I'm saying. So yeah. so to see that the, the NWA had this opportunity to not only showcase one of its champions, but to have a title change in Long Beach at, at primetime live, I really felt like that was the right time. We've seen several title matches on Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. Dan Joseph defended his title. Uh, uh, Gary Horn's favorite wrestler, Alexander Hammerstone, defended his title. Uh, of course, the world champion of Mike Bennett. Uh, of course, Priscilla Kelly uh, uh, challenging Thunder Rosa. And even in the beginning of this show, we had social, uh, SoCal Distancing defending against Real Money Brothers. No titles have changed hands. On the third episode, the final match, we get a title change. And I really felt like that, the show had been building to this moment. And, of course, let's not forget Trevor Murdoch's long-storied history with Dave Marquez and the NWA. It was very fitting that on his debut for Primetime Live, after all these years of working NWA matches before Billy Corgan, with Billy Corgan, he wins his first singles championship. It it was a good moment, a very feel-good moment. It really was, and, and we talked about it a little bit on the, uh, the after show on Tuesday night. It was late, you know, and we're all falling asleep. And <laughs> but one of the that was one of the things that that I meant to mention was the fact that you know we had gone three weeks, three weeks worth of pay per views without a title change, and now you know it it it, it may. Be, it may not be a huge deal, but when you think of title changes, a lot of times you think of them happening on pay-per-views. Yeah. So you would have to think, hey, this would be a prime thing, uh, you know, uh, uh, a prime time, so to speak, <laughs> for for some title changes, even if it was, you know, the United TV title or the tag titles or uh, or that West Coast championship, whatever, uh, which Gary would have lost his mind if, if Alex Hammerstone had lost that match. So I'm glad he didn't. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> But yeah, and so that was kind of in my mind going into the show. And the more I watched it, the more I was kind of sitting there. And, you know, it's one of those things, you know, we, we try to be smart wrestling fans that, that know the business and all this stuff. And, and it did feel like there was kind of this air of like, the title's not going to change hands, right? I mean, not that it was totally a foregone conclusion, but um, it just, it, it, it wasn't certain either way. And so to see that title change and it was, so it was one of those things that was like a little bit unexpected, I feel like. Um, but it made sense, like you said, and it just created this big moment. And and for me, that moment when, when the official was holding the national title out to Trevor Murdoch and he just kind of stopped, you know, with his hands on his knees and looked at it. 
and you could see in his face he was thinking, "Is this real?" You know, and uh, it, it just it felt like a really authentic moment, and I think that's exactly the shot in the arm that we needed as NWA fans to remind us again. Like I said before, the NWA is in business. Um, the 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 titles are moving, stories are moving. I love, like you said, this was a, a continuation of of a story that they had already been building, which shows some continuity and it ties in the fact that like, hey we didn't just go on pause and then like hit restart. We're still, we're still going guys. This is still, you know, something that is evolving and continuing. And then, and now we're getting callbacks to Allison Kay and Thunder Rosa. You know, that was kind of a theme in the night too. And it's been a theme on Twitter and stuff like that. So they're, they're paying really close attention to some of those storylines from, from, you know, pre COVID um, back when NWA power was, was on the air and, you know, we're seeing some some fruition from those, so it's really cool. The other thing, and and you just you just killed it with what you said. This is the authentic era. I mean, I don't know how many times I've heard Nick Aldis say that. I heard uh, you know Billy Corgan say that. I've heard other members of the NWA family say that. And in that moment, in that moment when Trevor Murdoch, who's God been wrestling for probably close to his, his entire adult life, his days at WLW. His days of championship wrestling from Hollywood, the WWE, where he's a tag champion, uh, TNA wrestling, all these years, uh, you know, even uh, pro wrestling Noah. Now, this is the first time that he's won a singles championship since leaving WLW. And for him to, to take that title, such a prestigious championship, and the history that's associated with that, the history that's behind that championship, um, and being able to, to win that belt on pay-per-view, and saying to his wife and kids, like, I did it, your dad's a champ. And not in a parody way, like the WWE parodies uh, Rocky Four, but in a real genuine moment, you know, authenticity is everything. It's practically currency. And if you couldn't buy into Trevor Murdoch and that uh, NWA National Heavyweight Championship, I don't know what to tell you, man. Because uh, that, was, that was real. That was real and that was uh, honest. And, and between you and me, that was probably the best thing that uh, Primetime Live has done thus far. I thought so, man. I thought the match itself was top-notch, <clears throat> and and I said that on Tuesday night right afterwards. Uh, just both both those guys really gave it their all. You could tell that, that it was an important match to both of them. Um, and, and, again, you know, consolation <laughs> in defeat. But, you know, if you identify Aaron Stevens only as a comedy wrestler – you didn't watch that match because he he's a legit in-ring performer competitor um, and he proved it in that match. And he's, he's, he's great at what he does and it created such a great contrast in their two, you know, they, they couldn't be more different, you know, like you've got, you've got the, the redneck Trevor Murdoch and his cut off, you know, flannel shirt. And you've got, (laughs) you know, Aaron Stevens dressed in a karate gi. Like, it doesn't really get any more <laughs> more different than that. But they were able to go out there and have a great match and to get that title change and that emotional, authentic moment, as you're talking about, um, I think it was just great for the NWA. And, and if you're, you know, if you're not excited by that, um, maybe watch and pay attention a little closer because I, I just, for me, it's just, again, pushing the narrative that we've been pushing for for months now that 
The NWA did not come to a screeching halt and fall off a cliff. The NWA stopped at a stoplight, and now the green light's coming. So, you know, we're going to get payoffs on a lot of this stuff. Maybe not everything, because things have shifted and some talents moved and some things like that. But the NWA is going to pick up, you know, as, as much as is in their power, right where they left off and, and start building some new storylines. And then when you talk about talent, all this talent that we've been exposed to through uh, UWN Primetime Live, but then also through uh, events like Mission Pro Wrestling's Hell Half No Fury, events like uh, the, uh, what was it, the Independent Pro Wrestling Expo that Nick Aldis defended yeah. yeah. title. I think you did a really good profile on Noby Bryant, who he uh, who faced in a title match on that. I mean, you've got all this talent that's sitting out there that, we could see you pop up on NWA power. So it starts this whole new kind of excited reinvigoration of the NWA for all of us. And it's just a really exciting time. And and for me, that is kind of spearheaded by this national championship title change. And one more thing, one more point that I want to make about that national title change. And I'm sure a lot of our hashtag NWA fam saw this is when we were watching that match live, if you were on Twitter you saw Thunder Rosa pulling for Trevor Murdoch. If you were on Instagram, you saw Nick Aldis pulling for Trevor Murdoch. If you saw James Mother and Storm tweeting about Trevor Murdoch. Now, I mean, there's been news coming out that he's been without a contract since February. But he's still pulling for Trevor Murdoch, which still makes him part of that NWA fam. That was, again, authenticity. Again, people caring about the product. And when you have the, 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 the performers, the wrestlers caring about their, their brother, their talent, and seeing something special happen in primetime live, I mean, it just sets the table for a power to return. And, and who knows? I, I, again, you said it. The roster's changed. It's not, it's not different, completely different. But from day one, Billy Corgan said that there's going to be guys who are signed to contract, and then they're going to be open to working with uh, an influx of talent. I mean, we saw Ken Anderson come. We saw Ken Anderson leave. We saw Scott Steiner come. We saw Scott Steiner leave. We saw Colt Cabana, who you know, many of us thought was going to be an impact player for the promotion. He ended up leaving. And then we saw guys like Ricky Starks elect free agency. And, and, and there's been so much change. But, you know, at the end of the day, there's still the 10 pounds of gold. There's still the Burt. There's still the National Heavyweight Championship. You still have great champions, great promos. And, and quite possibly two of the best female talents under contract. I mean, when this thing kicks off, when Power 2.0 kicks off, I mean, it's going to be exciting. And I, I'm really looking forward to it. And I hope that concert, that marriage with Primetime Live continues because we can be seeing title matches built up for Primetime Live, built up for pay-per-view for the NWA, all the while Power producing some of the new up-and-comers for the NWA, creating the stars of tomorrow. And I'm, for one, I'm all about that. Absolutely, man. And so wrapping up today, just in summary, uh, Primetime Live title change. Looking forward to this coming week, Primetime Live. As you mentioned earlier, uh, it's been revealed Zicky Dice, and, and he was announced as the TV champ. So, again, another thing we've been telling everybody that people – don't seem to buy into Zicky Dice is still part of the NWA. He's still the television champion. Um, and so that was confirmed uh, through the announcement of a match this coming week. He's going to have a mystery partner in a tag match. So, 
A lot of questions there. It could be an exciting reveal. could be somebody else from the NWA. could be a new player that we've talked about, somebody that we're going to see a lot more of that may translate into, you know, Power 2.0, as you've now dubbed it. Um, but, man, you know, overall, the, the, the summary of this whole thing is it's an exciting time to be an NWA fan. It's an exciting time anticipating the return of NWA Power and what that means and what that's going to look like. Um, and so I'm excited. We've got – Cool stuff to talk about now. Uh, we're, we're excited as wrestling fans, so stay tuned to This is the NWA Podcast. We'll be going live on Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. And then stay tuned to Alliance Wrestling. J-Cal, uh, where can everybody find you, and when will you be live? You can find us on all social medias at the Alliance blog, including right here on Instagram. And then, of course, we go live on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook on Tuesdays as the pre-party for primetime live. And then also much like the boys over at the NWA podcast, uh, we do our recap show of primetime live on Thursdays uh, following the pay-per-view. So, and we do that live 7 PM uh, Pacific, 10 PM Eastern. Again, for some of the West coast crowd who, who uh, misses your show, they could follow ours or if they just want a different perspective, uh, they can check out what we're doing. I encourage people to watch both because if you, if you want to see different perspectives, and get a different take on things. I mean, we got a we got a whole country between us, so I, I think that's really uh, beneficial if you want to just get some more of that talk NWA. Yeah, hey, we're just one big family around here, a family of wrestling fans, content creators. So thank you all for joining us. Everyone who's in the chat joining us live right now, appreciate that. If you're checking this out later on YouTube or on a podcast audio feed. Uh, you know, give us a like, give us five stars, uh, let us know what you think. Give us some ideas for topics, maybe some things that you want to hear us talk about, some hot topics for the Friday hot tag, and uh, we will tee those up and cover those. But for uh, Hey It's Will at uh, This Is the NWA and for J-Cal from Alliance Wrestling, thank you for joining us. We will see you next Friday for the Friday hot tag. Oh.